as big as LA. A little bit bigger than Beaver Dam. We got something they don't have, and we're gonna see them today. Seven forty-two as we bring our Packers guy Jason Wildy into the fold. Thanks to the Bayside Supper Club Thursdays from five to eight thirty, you can have their famous chicken and rib combo, ten ounce prime rib or Thursday shrimp special. As well as their full menu tonight, it's all-you-can-eat chicken and a fish seafood buffet from 4.30 till 9. Saturday is the prime rib shrimp seafood buffet from 5 till 8.30. Sunday brunch every Sunday from 10.30 till 1.30, so it gets you to halftime of the Packer game. Book your weddings, anniversaries, company events, and Christmas parties at the Bayside. Justin, it's also brought to you by Columbus Family Dental. There you go. And uh, as we bring in the one and only Jason Wildy. Hello, sir. Well, I wish when I visited your fine city yesterday that I would have uh, come when the uh, when the, the Bayside Supper Club was open. Uh, I did not need any dental work, so I did not stop by Columbus Family Dental as I drove down to Steinhoffels for our show at the East Side location in Madison. But I did stop at the Piggly Wiggly and shop the pig. Yes. Great deal on bubbler drinks. Two, two, two for twelve on the uh, on the on the six six can cases. So uh, stocked up there. Got some fresh fruits. Very friendly over there. Yeah, they do a great job. Piggly Wiggly. Oh, yeah, nice, really nice people. So it was a nice stop in your town, and got to go to the bathroom, which was also a key component of me stopping. <laughs> and then uh, continued on my way. So I thought of you guys. I thought about stopping in, and then. I thought, well, Tausch is probably going to need me to be there early to get everything set up with the rest of our ESPN Madison team. So right. I, I'm Somebody's sorry I missed you guys, but great to be with you today. Hey, Noah, glad to have you with us here today as the Packers uh, get ready for the home opener at Lambeau. Are you excited to be back in the press box, Jason? I am extremely excited. Noon games means uh, the very delicious omelet bar. Oh. oh. So that is a very, very, very important component to uh, Sunday for me. That that's uh, that's a highlight. We also do uh, our live pregame show from our Tundra Trio homes, so uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. Yeah, I, I, look, I, I I love covering games. Um, I don't love traveling anymore, and I don't do it as much. I did go to Chicago, but uh, especially now after 20 plus years of being at every game, home road. Preseason, regular season, postseason. Uh, I don't cover as many games in person and watch more on TV than I used to. So yeah, I'm I'm very excited to be there uh, on game day on Sunday. You know, I thought I'd miss covering games. I was at every home game and then most of the a lot of the division games for a long time. But I actually the first Sunday I was home, I was like, this isn't so bad, you know. No, totally agree. Yeah, especially and you and I both we've talked about this before. Like we've got kids in a ton of activities. Like, you know, last Sunday was great. Like, um, in fact, Sydney did a, a camp at UW Oshkosh for basketball, and I've become buddies with the men's and women's coaches there who are just awesome human beings. Uh, Matt Lewis is the men's coach, and uh, Brad Fisher is the women's coach. And they, the, Kyle Jones, who's the men's top assistant, actually texted me ahead of time and said, hey, uh, we can set you up so you got somewhere to watch the game and you can write if you want. And I was like, God, think about how far this has come that I could have sat on UW Oshkosh's campus and covered a game. 
uh, without ever having to. I, the farthest I had to travel was south from Green Bay to Oshkosh, as opposed to going all the way to Atlanta. That would have been. Uh, it's a, it's an amazing time to be alive, Wade. It is, uh, Justin. Here's my question: The Packers are one and one. Okay, coming in, obviously we had lit, we had we had our expectations were kind of you know you know kind of close to the vest coming into the season. But you know after the way that game last Saturday Sunday played out, I'm kind of like old school feel of. You know, I was expecting the Packers to lose some games this year, but I'm kind of like, we should, Packers should be 2-0. and And I kind of was like, ah, they let that one get away. They did. You're right. They did. Uh, you can't go into the fourth quarter up 24-12 and come out losing. But it was I think it was the first, I think I saw the stat, it was the first time they'd blown a fourth quarter double-digit lead since the NFC Championship game in Seattle, <sighs> which we all have such fond memories of. Uh. Homer and um, Brian Bulaga broke that one down big time yesterday on fourteen thirty ESPN. Um, but uh, so a couple things. One, I, I do, and and again, I this has been the least fun part of my job this year. It has been trying to make sure that I express to people the importance of realistic expectations. Because I thought after that Bears game, like yeah, Jordan played well, no doubt. Jordan played well in the first three quarters at Atlanta, no doubt. But there's this, there, there's just this, and I think it's just from being success coming so easily year after year after year because of two Hall of Fame quarterbacks for three decades. But, like, there's just sort of this, we assume that they're going to be good. And young teams do stupid things. Young players make stupid mistakes. And even Jordan Love, who's a really smart dude, the idea that he forgot the code word for that fourth and one quarterback sneak, and he said the wrong word, and so nobody moved, and no, and the ball was not snapped to him, and he did this quarterback sneak without the ball. I mean, that was a critical play in the game, and he screwed it up. And I love the fact that he owned the fact that he screwed it up. But, like, th- those are the kinds of things that inexperienced players Dude, would Aaron Rodgers have forgotten the word he was supposed to say to get the snap, sneak the ball? Now, you could argue that since he didn't like quarterback sneaks, that he just wouldn't have done it. Sure, I agree. But, that, you know, another example. Early in the game, they take that five-yard penalty for delay a game on the 51-yard field goal, and then instead of kicking it from 56, they punt, right, after they get the flea flicker... Uh, pass interference penalty for 44 yards. Well, and and Rich Bisaccia yesterday, and I kind of got into it a little bit because he's like, you know, blame who you want to blame. I'm like, Rich, I'm not, I don't want to blame anybody. My point is, is that this is the kind of crap that happens when you got a rookie punter and you uh, and he's the holder, and you got a rookie kicker, and they make a mistake because that's what young players do. They make mistakes. There's no way Pat O'Donnell. And Mason Crosby trot out there if they're still the punter slash holder and the kicker, and that penalty happens. So these things are going to happen. And by the way, they're going to continue to happen. There's probably going to be one or two in the game on Sunday. And there's probably going to be one or two next Thursday when they play the Lions. This is what young players do. They have to learn, and the way you learn is by making mistakes. And some of them are rookie mistakes. Some of them are boneheaded mistakes. But that's the stuff you got to do. So then when you've been playing two, three, four, five years in the league, you don't do them anymore. 
Because you've experienced it in a game and you've learned from it. Now, Jason, I was talking with somebody recently, and they brought up the fact that last year the Packers, and I'm bringing this up because it's special teams related, last year we were in like the bottom third of the NFL for special teams, and it wasn't until the end of the year that we kind of started to pull things together and get a little more cohesive. Do you think we're going to do better this year? Or, like you said, with having new people, are we going to see ourselves kind of in the same spot? Yeah, whoever said that to you made a good point because it took Rich Passaccia, who was one of the most highly regarded special teams coaches throughout the league, to get these guys to get their acts together. Like, you know, remember, being in the bottom third, I think they were like 24th or 23rd, somewhere in there in the rankings. Uh, That was an improvement because they were 32nd the year before. They were terrible. And they finished last or near last pretty much year in, year out, going back to McCarthy and and even Mike Sherman. Um, And so, to me, that was an improvement. And you're right. During the last half of the year, I would say that they kind of got things figured out. Mason Crosby kicked a lot better. Um, You know, they've had, what, four punters in four years now. Daniel Whalen is yet another new punter. Um, So, I, I don't think special teams is their biggest problem, but to your buddy's point, you know, you got a bunch of young guys playing over there again. You got some guys that have done it for a while, you know, Keyshawn Nixon and Dallin Levitt and Rudy Ford and a few others. But yeah, it's going to be an issue. But there's going to be issues everywhere. Like, they're, you know, the, the wide receivers, like, Jaden Reed's been terrific uh, for a rookie. Uh, I've been really impressed with him. But I would argue that on the second down play, um, on the when they threw the four straight in, uh, incompletions to end the game, you know, I thought on the second down play it looked to me like he hit a spot in the defense where he should have sat down, and Love thought so too, and that's where he threw the ball, and Jaden kept running. Well, that's again inexperience, right? Not reading the defense and saying, "Okay, this is where I need to be," like. They were on different pages. That's the polite way of saying that maybe one guy did the right thing and one guy didn't. So that's going to happen throughout. The one place where it shouldn't happen, and the one place that you know I thought it was interesting, and I wrote about it, I think it's available in your Beaver Dam Citizen at some point as well, is LaFleur did not mince any words about their run defense. Like after the game, he used the word shredded. Then on Monday, he used the word gashed. And they don't, that's the one spot on this team where they do not have youth as an excuse. I mean, Lucas Van Ness plays some, but more or less, this is a veteran, veteran group. And they got their lunch taken away from them in Atlanta. And that, I can see why LaFleur was so ticked off. Talking with our Packers guy, Jason Wildey, along with the Bayside Supper Club and Columbus Family Dental. This whole David Bakhtiari thing, people didn't know he wasn't going to play, or did they know he wasn't going to play until game time on the turf? I mean, is this thing kind of is this thing kind of taking a turn that he, during the week, maybe, is, it, is this being overblown, or what should we make of, was he or was he not having a silent protest on turf, or, or what, what's going on with D-Bach? So, I definitely don't think, and, and, and I said this to David, like, only a moron thought that he was protesting yeah. turf. Because if you did that, if you were able to play and you didn't play because you were protesting, your teammates would figuratively, not literally, burn you at the stake. Right? 
Yeah. Like, imagine how you would feel if you guys were his teammates, and he was healthy enough to play, and he said, I am going to raise a clenched fist against the power of NFL owners, and I'm going to fight the power. Ban turf, ban turf, ban turf. Even though he could have played in the game, and then you lose. I mean, he, they would, they would, he'd be exiled. He wasn't protesting. Now, do I think it's possible he has a mental block about playing on turf? Is, do I think it's possible that we are getting spin, and that had that game been on grass, he would have played, and that he's not entirely telling the truth when he says, uh, "My knee was bad enough that I wouldn't have been playing no matter what the surface." I think it's possible. I'm not calling him a liar, but I think it's possible that if that game had been at Lambeau, his knee would have been good enough for him to play on and he would have toughed it out because he's not soft. So, I mean, I I thought some of the the commentary around it was just long-headed because it was never about protesting turf. It was about if I play on this turf with my knee not 100% healed, after playing on it in Chicago, first game that I had played this year, uh, I think I'm going to really mess it up and potentially injure it because I'm a little afraid of playing on turf, and it's a psychological issue for me along with a physical one. So I'm not going to play. I think that's a possible reality that they don't want to say publicly, and their messaging was horrible. No one was on the same page. They didn't communicate with each other, and as a result, their public communication was terrible. LaFleur did not help it with his reactions both after the game and again on Monday. You know, when somebody said to him on Monday after two questions, the second of which was one by me where I said, look, Matt, if this game is at Lambeau, does he play or not? And he said, I don't believe so. Which is not the same as saying, no, his knee was a problem. Didn't matter where we played, he was not going to be able to play. I don't believe so is leaves the door open for, yeah, maybe he could have, right? Mm-hmm. But then the next question was, just to clarify, and the person who was asking it, that's as far as they got. Because he said, just to clarify, I'm not talking about it anymore. Again, those kinds of things, they only fuel the speculation and fuel the conversation uh, on our show and on a myriad of others. Jason, the Saints coming to town. New Orleans, one of those teams, you know, the what the the NFC South, kind of like, uh, are they ruling football right now with the teams with the starts they've had or what? Yeah, I mean, the same, same division that had its division winner make the playoffs last year with Tom Brady at 8-9. and nine. Uh, Real missed opportunity there, by the way, for you to say the Saints come marching into Lambeau uh, today. A little disappointed in you, frankly. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, if Sherry had been there with Lenny, they would have given you a little bit more advice on how to use good puns like that. that was, yeah, just so you know, true. just to clarify, that was the lead into the sports yesterday. The Saints are marching in, so I already used it once this week. Okay, well, and you're just such a professional that you don't want to be repeating yourself. Yes, I get it. Yeah. Yes. Thanks yeah. for clarifying. Um, yeah, I don't uh, – look, they, they played Tennessee and they played Carolina. Um so I'm not sure what exactly. Look, their defense is really good. I, w- I would say that this will be a really, really good test of just how far Jordan Love has come, and, and if he's if he doesn't throw a pick, um, if he's able to lead them to victory, if he's still leading the NFL in passer rating after the game, uh, that'll be pretty impressive because this is a really good defense. They've gone ten straight games going back to last year without allowing their opponents to get to twenty points. Um, 
that tells you something. Uh, they're going to get after them. They've got a really good pass rush. They've got really good guys in coverage. They did lose one of their safeties to a three-game substance abuse suspension. Um, but they're, they're good. They're legit. Uh, Dennis Allen is, is one of the smartest uh, defensive coaches. He's the head coach. He's a really smart guy. So uh, this will be a really good challenge. Um, and, again, going back to where we started today, this is why you have to be smart about your expectations of a young, inexperienced team with a first-year starter at quarterback, a lot of young guys on offense and special teams because there are going to be growing pains. And even if they win on Sunday, I would predict that there will be some growing pain moments that you'll all be able to identify. All right, Jason Wilde, I appreciate you dialing us in here today. Now, the Packers play Thursday night, so are we still doing Friday, kind of a little post game? Are you going to be sleeping tight on a, on a Friday morning after being up late? No, you. I mean, I, I'll tell you this. I'm never going to get up as early as you guys do. No thanks. <laughs> but uh, I think we can manage to still talk on Friday. That's that. Don't, don't you worry about that. I'll talk to you guys next Friday. So, Jason, other questions. So, like, what time is your goal? Say, if you're at a prime time game at Lambeau, what is your? Do you have a set of goal you'd like to be in bed by? I want to be asleep by one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that is not always the case. But uh, how we've kind of formulated my the writing part of my job for the State Journal and the Beaver Dam Citizen and everything else, um, I, it's it's been more realistic based on how the preseason played out. Um, whether or not that comes to fruition for a Thursday night, we'll have to wait and see. But you know, I'm I'm not I'm not afraid of sleepwalking through a conversation with you guys on Friday. I'll I'll, I'll figure it out. Appreciate it, sir. Not like we throw the super hard questions or anything. Well, you guys are professional journalists, so you guys do a great job of asking the tough questions like, uh, were berries on sale at the Piggly Wiggly when you were there? And the answer to that question would be yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> Fox Brothers Piggly Wiggly, fine partner on the WBEV Morning Show, so thanks for the plug. Uh, happy to do it. I had a very pleasant experience there, so thanks to the Fox Brothers. All right, guys, take care. Be good. See you later. Jason Wilde here. We ran him a little long today. Hopefully, That's uh, all right. It happens. Hopefully he's not like being late, late for like Jen Gabe and Chewy or something like that. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. All right, our Packers guy Jason Wilde brought to you by the Bayside Supper Club and also Columbus Family Dental. If a new smile is what you're looking for, we have the 